now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. And you know what? Let me tell y'all. Hey, guys, Yolanda, at DryerBuzz. I, I wish I was there, like, right when you hear that part. I'm so proud of how uh, this thing kicks off that I'm like, I want to hear that, too. Even and Because I'm sitting here with all kind of anxiety, ready to push the button. And I'm like, I want to enjoy I want that feeling of knowing that somebody somewhere is getting ready to make me a priority. Think about what I need. That's me. I'm over here making you a priority, thinking about what you need, what you need to start your day, what you need to be successful. In fact, let me tell y'all something. uh, I literally am coming live to you. What time? 15 minutes into the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, For those of you that catch this on the live, on the live tip, um, after having, before I came on, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta have this ready for them before they start, before they hear what I have to say. Okay. Before we get into our two-way conversation about how to get out of bed and I'm looking at this, it's like, okay, cool. There it is. All right. So it landed. So hello everybody. And we're recording this one. Y'all, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a Sunday. (laughs) I know it's sad, right? It is. So we're supposed to take it easy. We're always supposed to kind of take it easy on a Sunday and kind of take a look back and review because come Monday, come Monday. Oh my God. We, you never know what's going to happen come Monday, but we try to be as prepared for it as we can. So we're going to take a look back. Not only we're going to take a look back over just the last couple of podcasts, but I'm about to write down 89 because you all know our full on exit strategy is 90 episodes, which means one more episode. And these last episodes, as much as um, throughout each of them, we have come into it just having been quiet just a little bit, meditated just a little bit, listened to the whispers of the guardian angels and all those things and, you know, the purpose, the passion, what we think we're supposed to be doing and what we got to do, you know, and all of that. Just try to take some time for ourselves in, in this moment or, or minutes or half an hour or hour, 45 minutes, however long we go into this conversation, um, we usually try to come here and just chill and, and figure out some things. However, we've got an exit strategy. And that means I said, okay, I've done this. Cause you know, I like to do things enough to build a habit. And my habit was I wanted to, when I got out of bed, I wanted to get out of bed on the right side of bed. I wanted to have some focus, some clarity. And rather than sit here and talk to myself, you know, in my guardian angels, I was like, y'all listen, let's, let's make this a public conversation as, as truthful, as honest and transparent, as transparent, THT, as we always are, I am at least. And I'm going to tell you about being transparent. I was looking down my timeline. I'm always amazed because let me just say this. Let me say this. And, and I do this particularly uh, strategically is I don't send out a lot of friend requests. You know, I, 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 I sometimes I will create some, um, you know, more or less on uh, like I, I rather than coming to your personal page, I'll go and see if you have like a fan page or something like that, you know, and try to do it on that tip. Right. Because, you know, it's like. But there, there, there are some, have you, and I know everybody has done this. Have you ever looked at your timeline or 
whatever the, the stream is called, be it a friends list or a follower or this, that, the other. And you ever just like wonder, like, what is this association? What have I granted permission to? I always look at it in that sense because I know I'm not the one who has normally on the normal uh, initiated the relationship because they just say what I do. I'm too busy. I'm too preoccupied. And that's one of my flaws is that I'm always too preoccupied because I don't have um, a slew of quote unquote friends. You know, like I don't have phone, num- phone numbers in my book. People will be texting. I'd be like, who is this? You know, and if you don't say my government name or particular way or what a childhood name or reference this, that, and the other, you know, my memory ain't that great because I'm just not one to retain, you know, I retain a lot of information, data, behaviors, and all that kind of stuff. I'm one of those nerdy, geeky kind of things, you know. So when, and, 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 and what I do retain is how you made me feel on our last interaction. And us being human, us all being human, we're not real good with that. So oftentimes, I mean, that's what I reference. And I hope that's what you reference. When, like I said, when, when you hear that, go now. And I'm like, because I love that. And I have that there because I know it sets in your mind a behavior that it's going to trigger based on how I made you feel on the last podcast on interaction and so forth and so on. And for those of y'all that, you know, meet me out personally, hopefully I do well in that. But again, I always say I'm preoccupied. I'm always preoccupied. I'm preoccupied right now. And I try on these pod on this particular podcast, as a matter of fact, I try not to be preoccupied. I try to like just let the words flow. Uh, I didn't really, I never really had a script. I never prepared anything. I just come on like this, what I'm saying right now. It's like, it's just free. I'm free flowing. All these things are free flowing, but based on how I am gauging the room, I'm not, I wouldn't like get in front of a group and talk about something that, you know, it, it pertains to nobody in the room. I'm like, I always gauge the room. And, and only way I could gauge what needs to be said right now is having like, just peruse the timeline just a little bit. And there's a person out there, and they're experiencing something, and I'm, I'm hella, I'm like, wait a minute, okay, they're on my timeline. I'm hella excited for them, but then they don't know how to receive that. I don't think they know how to. I don't. I think a lot of people out here don't know how to receive it. You know, the first search I did today, the very first search I did today, and you know, I don't like having to Google. I don't because Google needs to fix some things, right? Because I'm like, if I Google, I don't know what kind of results I'm going to get. I don't know if to trust it. You know, it could be fake news. It could be media apartheid. It could be just outright lies. You know, this is America. Okay, I'm just saying, right? You know, they got us thinking all these third world, foreign world countries, you know, got all, got all kind of barriers, but we got the most barriers up in here than ever. So the first thing I Googled this morning, because I looked down the timeline, I'm like, there's something going on here. Cause I want to be excited for these people. Cause we, they've established some kind of relationship with me. I mean, they, they trolling my timeline. I'm trolling them. Cause you know, how that's how for this friend thing works on Facebook and other platforms. And I'm like, I'm excited for them, but I don't know if they received it that way. Did they think, you know, I, I, I shared one of their posts. I'm like, wait a minute, where'd the post go? You know, because some people out here, they get upset when you share their stuff. Even though that's not how this thing works. And I'm like, okay. And then, you know, and I'm looking at them, they kind of like locking down stuff. I'm like, okay, well, there's no need to follow because I'm, I'm the kind of person, I never just want some information for myself. I never just want it for me. And I shouldn't be that way. I should be as selfish as others. 
you know? And I think that's how a lot of people get by, but that's not me. So that's not what I want in my feed. That's not what I want in my circle. I don't want people around me who have to operate in that lane and in that vein. And I'm that person to have that discussion with you. And I'm not, and I'm not doing it to be petty. Like, Oh, I'm going to unfollow you. No, it's not like that. I'm like, you know what? There's something, I don't know what this is. I'm going to tell you like that. You know, I don't know what this is. Yes. The other day I saw a person who was trying to do an amazing deed. They were trying to do an amazing deed, but they were using, um, something that has, as I take a sip there, they were using and doing something that just wasn't copacetic. And, and I felt like they should not have brought that into their brand. In fact, um, when I, we started the discussion, I said, okay, well, they're not going to receive this. So if they're going to make this, continue to make this kind of error and what has been deemed safe space, I can't continue the permission, you know, allow myself to be in it. And I didn't say to them, okay, well, I'm going to follow, you know, they, they came into the DM. We had a little bit of conversation. They were like, explain to me how this works. What do you mean? Cause you know, I understand. I might say something today. You might not get it until five years later. That's pretty, pretty much how this thing works. You know, I'm preoccupied with being ahead of the game. And I said to them, I said, there's a, there's that particular model. Um, is something that we seem to do too much of. And it's, it, it makes no sense. It does. It doesn't get anywhere. You know, it, it makes us have to scat, scat, become scavengers as opposed to, as opposed to full on supporting each other. And I'm, I'm using that example. Another example was, um, I was on a post and somebody was saying that about somebody sharing their post and they were upset because they felt like they didn't get attribution. Well, the attribution, the way social media works, it changes here, here or there. You know, sometimes you know, some people just, and there are people who their entire timeline is them share. They just share, they just share. Right. And they, and they may share because, you know, it gets them influence and people like their page cause they, they share. But the fact is they share. Now, sometimes you can hit that share button. And it'll, it'll give, you know, complete attribution. Sometimes it'll just grab the link or to grab a thumbnail. You never know. And, and, and what is the thing? If you say something or do something somewhere online and then you go back to your page and say something, it's social media is going to let them know, right? And you like wonder how they see it. You know, it's that thing called algorithms, you know, because you've established that thing. So and I, I want to write down, I want to talk about love because I wanted to end each of these last three episodes with love. But I'm going to tell you what's the opposite of that, Patty. Now, I'm no, I, I like the name Patty because I call my daughter Patty Betty, right? But she's petty because at the placement she is in the family, she's smack dab in the middle. She's the Jan. <laughs> and it's not necessarily a bad thing because she has the biggest heart in the family, right? Because she's smack dab in the middle. And she, she ever since they were babies, she would always be able to go off on her own and do her own thing. You know, I don't need y'all. <laughs> that kind of thing. It was one was, you know, I don't need y'all, you know, but the other was, I mean, let me, before I go and do my thing, let me make sure y'all okay. Cause we were all, we're all, the rest of us, we're just all kind of needy. Right. And Patty was, you know, she just, she's just that person. And I, and I loved it about her. And I, and I have something I love about us all individually, but on the other side of loving something is what I noticed this morning. I was like, you know, you're trying to love somebody and they're trying to be Patty. I'm like, I'm trying to share your post. 
And you over there locking stuff down, like, like you know, because remember yesterday we talked about people, people are so, they're so afraid you're going to get something out of it. Remember I talked about the lady that had the salon and I went in and I was like, I got a website called Dryer Buzz. I don't like talking about hair. I certainly don't like talking about black women who looking for long, who longing to belong and trying to tribe up over some hair. I don't give, I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not into curl patterns. I'm just not into it. Somebody called me one time to see something, uh, 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 what he called, I forget. Because I, that's just not my thing. I, I, my hair is done by professionals. I go sit in a chair. I ain't watching no 50,000 videos. I ain't used to put no 15 products in my head. And I don't know where they came from, you know, and I know the experiment that has gone on. I'm like, you might as well put in a relaxer. How you going to go from a relaxer to 15 chemical products? What the? Okay, not to mention the natural products cost three times the real. I'm just saying, do you, do 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 you? And I'm like, and then y'all like not buying them from the black-owned beauty supply store. Look, that's a whole nother other podcast that I've already done. Did it ten years ago. I think we did it around about 2007 when we and we talked to the Black Beauty Industry Association and even up in the Black Beauty Industry Association with all these members who were black-owned beauty supply and, and supply whatever, whatever, all these black folk talking about the one issue they had is they couldn't come together enough to order product together so that they could offer us a, a, a greater, a better price. I was done with that then. I'm like, you know what? It's called dryer buzz, but I'm not finna go down this hair thing. I'm just not. You know, I'm like, we, and I've always said we from the scap in, scap in, scap in, like your brain, um, just conversations because salon.com, I'm like, I'm like, okay, do you go to salon.com and find hairstyles? No, it was salon.com at the time was a, um, conversations. It was debates and so forth. But anyway, we're talking about being petty and I really did not want to do episode 89 on being petty, but I got to talk about it. Because it keeps coming up. Oh, I was going to tell y'all, the first thing I Google, the first thing I Google, and I hated it. I hate that I had to Google this. Because, I, I, one, I knew I was going to start a conversation. And one of the reasons I Googled, because I wanted to grab some facts. Because I knew I was going to make you feel a certain way. But the one thing I get around, get away from dealing with your feelings, is I go ahead and give you the facts. And so I wanted to give you the facts on this. Because I really wanted to come with my timeline and be real petty and say, some of y'all act like fiddler like um, we, we all trying to do the kuta the kente thing like not be on the plantation and some of y'all out there like like I, one of the results that i looked up you know it was being all nice about fiddler there were a couple of things one really went into fiddler's story you know how fiddler um and this is the, the duplicity we talked about this this week also we talked about step and fetch it we talked about fred sanford we talked about lawanda page who was ethel Esther, we talked about Esther Rowe, who was a mom on, on Good Times, y'all, Florida, Evans. Um, we talked about, um, um, we just talked about all of this, all, all this just the duplicity that we have to live in, the duality of, of things. I'm trying to find a nice big word, you know, um, just, just to say the t- whole two-faced mask-wearing lives that we have to live. And I talked about the heartbreak that many of them had coming through the mistral days uh, and then coming to television and trying to get away from that. When a lot of them, like say for instance, um, Sherman Hemsley, uh, I fell in love with Sherman Hemsley. The minute I fell in love with theater, I saw him. Um, my first time seeing him was uh, Fittler. 
Not Fiddler. Uh, 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 wait, wait. Get, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dang, wait a minute. I'm getting, I'm getting Fiddler mixed up with, um, Pearly. Pearly. There was a play called Pearly back in the day. And this was right around, right around the time, you know, households were getting cable. And they were, there was a series, a couple of Broadway productions were uh, televised. And I, my mother used to always send me to the theater and all this kind of stuff. And Pearly came on television. I was in high school. And I got to see this Pearly. It was Sherman Hemsley. It was uh, Robert Guillaume. It was... Um, Melba Moore, and Melba Moore played this character character called Ludabelle Gussamay Jenkins. I changed my name that day, y'all. I changed my name. I I watched that play so much. I was and my friends in school was like, "Girl, we so tired of you." And this, I was like, "Call me Ludabelle, honey. I am Ludabelle Gussamay Jenkins." I would come. I would reenact that entire play every day in the cafeteria. Uh, and, <laughs> And I think that might have been when one of the teachers realized, you know, she might like plays. And I ended up in this writing class. Hence, I'm here today. I hate giving her, I hate giving that teacher credit. And I don't even want to say her name. I hate giving that teacher, because y'all, I hated the fact that something put me on the trajectory to go in her class. And I was hell in her class. And uh, I was so much hell in her class that she would make me read all of these Shakespearean, you know, I was the reader of the day every day just so I could shut up. My classes were like, I would go to my class, I would be done my work in no time. And I want to talk and socialize and they would always find me something else to do. And, and, and I don't think I was that, I wouldn't, I could have been a greater student, I wasn't trying to be. And so, you know, I always had to hear, man, you have so much potential. You just, I was like, shut up. I just want to get out of here, right? And so... I saw that play. I remember. Um, and then to see when, when all of these actors, you know, and all of them um, left Broadway and went into the series, this time period of television. And if you know actors, if you've ever talked to them, um, they love the stage. They love, and they always talk about the three things in medium, um, theater, stage, uh, film and television and they always talks about talk about you know who has has the control like when they're on the freedom for them is on stage because each night you have a different audience and you can play to that audience and you can put what you need to in that role you can express because it's about bringing out something that's within you whereas when television it's like hit your mark say your line and and I hear them in fact just on this call I did the last time with some with some actors and they always talk about how, you know, in television, you know, it's about the writers and what they've written and delivering, you know, this, that, and the other. And within that th- that time frame and da-da-da-da-da. And then, of course, in the film, you know, you can go, you can do umpteen thousand scenes. By the time it gets on the screen, you're like, okay, where'd they get that from? You know, and so they really love stage. And I just remember falling in love with, um, with them in that play, Pearly. And then hearing... When they did television, you know, some of the horror stories, um, one of the things when I was on this call, this cast call last week, one of the actors who, for some reason, I don't know why his bio leads with comedian. He might have started out that way. And I, I, I always, and I, I haven't written down anything on this, y'all. I'm always curious when I, when I see 
bios and it has comedy and comedian on there. And usually a lot of times a person that has comedian on there are some of our greatest philosophers. And I don't know why it doesn't say philosopher, philosopher or anthropologist. I remember looking at reading about Zora, reading the bio they have of Zora Hurston in this Barracoon uh, book and of Kosala, Kosala Kojo, the last black cargo. Um, you know, it has anthropologists in there. And I'm like, you know, that's, that describes so many of us, um, those people that are out there trying to find a pathology to who and why we are, you know. And I think when I think about these 90 episodes, and, and I don't want to get into that, how I want to be remembered. I mean, I came into this to archive. I came into this to tell to tell some of these stories, to put them down in forum, in, in forums and in forms that we saw a lot of neglect when it came to us. And that was media. Um, and when I first created my first website, I didn't, I didn't create it for anybody in present day to read it. I was trying to put something out there. I figured, you know, the aliens were going to download some stuff or somebody somewhere was going to download some stuff that wanted the truth about people. And I didn't even come in there to do it for black people. It's like, you know, you know, everybody else was like, well, Hey, you know, um, we don't want our story side by side. I mean, that's just how, that's how, that's how media is that way. I've, Oh, I was talking about the guy on the line. I'm gonna tie it all together. The sad it's a sad part. It's it's heart heartbreak um on the other side of love and petty. One thing I have learned uh and pr- practically was pretty much trained for was to recognize heartbreak. Um before before going taking the last um five years off, July prior to July um, 2014, each and every day I worked, um, part of my JLB was operating a depression line. People came in, called in, you know, and you had to identify whether or not they had some triggers going on. And a lot of these people were, were about, those of us would deem them quite successful. And so when I was on that casting call, not casting call, but call with a cast of a particular show that's debuting, premiering their, a new season, I, one of the guys who was deemed the comedian and, 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 and has been in productions that we all love is, man, it sounds like he was trying to muster everything he had to be in this call. And I've had, I've, I've had uh, the privy, I guess the privy of witnessing uh, and participating in something with him. And I know what he's dealing with. And, man, you just want somebody like to check on people, right? And, and, you know, and, and you could tell that in the call, they kind of expected him because he was kind of like the, and I don't, and I guess I said the godfather to keep from saying the grandfather of the thing. Um, you could just kind of, you hear it, you know, you just, and, and, and I, I say this, and one of the reasons I did this is because I felt like coming through my trauma, I felt like people see it. I sat down, I went to have, um, I, I tried to go back and start hanging out with friends and they like, one, um, two, I went to two, two that I trust their feedback. I had, um, uh, dinner with one and I just recently started hanging out with another. And I love the fact that she said to me, I'm getting a different vibe. Cause the thing that I can't stand if somebody to see the trauma and not acknowledge it, if I look different, uh, let's talk about it. If I sound different, let's talk about it. Don't just watch me drown. I have a great fear cause I've had a drowning experience and I, have, not that I, I didn't drown because obviously I'm here, but I had that experience where I had to be rescued. 
and 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 I had to be rescued from pure exhaustion because somebody else had a situation in the water and tried to use me as a flotation device, a big old grown ass man, and I had to literally fight this man off me to save my own life. I don't know if he drowned. I don't know what happened to him. He had on a life jacket. I didn't, right? And that's when I when I heard about that young man who drowned this this past week at Lake Lanier, and I still don't know why people keep going to the lake. But anyway, I ain't gonna get on that. Uh, I want no defamation, cease and desist, nothing. But um, drowning, it's about, it's about exhaustion. It's about exhaustion. It's about surrendering. And I just wanted to say, I just wanted to embrace this mom. Like, I was so busy that day. And seeing her at that, at that water's edge, hope, praying and hoping they would not stop looking for her, her son's body. I was like, I need to get to her. And I couldn't. And um, I just was like, because I, I wanted to explain to her what, that, what it is. It's exhaustion. And it's not so much whether you know how to swim or not. It's just about being, it's about being exhausted. It's because it's a fight. Trying to survive in that water is a fight. And I remember being caught, caught up in the waves. And every time I got ready to try to take a breath, the water was coming back. You know, every time I tried to relax my body and calm myself, you know, and I could calm myself. I could, I, cause I can swim. I can swim my ass off, y'all. And it's not about swimming. It's not about swimming. It's not about, it's, it's, it's a, it's, you got to get calm. You got to do the things that will save your life. You got to get calm. You got to relax. Right. And because somebody somewhere might be trying to give you some instructions, <laughs> somebody might be trying to rescue you and they cannot come in and you should not go in. And, and this is, and this is the danger of trying to save somebody. I don't care in the water or out the danger of trying to save somebody in the midst of their struggle. They will pull you in, pull you under and it will cause you your life. That's why they tell you put the oxygen on yourself first. Women in particular. Okay. And then, you know what? I want to get to a point where I have to stop saying women in particular. But I keep, I keep me and fellas, I keep, keep looking at y'all timeline. And y'all keep thinking that we got this superhuman human strength. And we do. But damn, we tired of using it. I'm tired of having to go within and pull out my all my every being essence of, of myself. I'm like, damn, look, see my, see my struggle. Okay. So anyway, and I just remember in that experience, I had to stop fighting. I mean, I was fighting with everything, trying to catch in between the waves, catch my breath, relax my body. Cause I, you know, if you just, if you just stop and you just float and you just, you know, you just, it, it saves your life. But I had to calm down so that I could hear what the lifeguard was saying that he was getting ready to give me, throw me this device. And, you know, but he had to wait for me to surrender. He had to wait for me to stop struggling. He had to wait to, for me to make eye contact and to pay attention to what he was saying. And in the meantime, I'm like, dude, come get me, help me, you know. And, uh, and all of this is chaos was happening in the midst of other chaos. There was a lot of stuff going on. People didn't even realize it. In fact, when I came out of the water, you know, I walked into my cousin. She was like, and I'm all emotional. I was like, I don't know, I almost died. And she's sitting there lounging on the thing. She's like, what's wrong with you? You know, and one of the things I love about her, she's that person. What's wrong with you? Because she, she, she and I are so in tune to one another. It's insane. It's insane. And I just thank God for that. I thank God. I thank God Almighty for her um, because, I mean, she's just that. And when, you know when somebody said, what's wrong? And I'm just, I start bawling and crying. Like, I almost died. <laughs> I'm walking about the water like, you know, it's like, and nobody, and I look around like nobody knew. I have, the lifeguard just rescued me. She's like, what? 
I'm like, girl, I almost died. Where and look, I'm like, where are my children? My children were out there. I'm like, thank God they didn't see, cause I have never wanted them to see me in that. In that, I'm like, and I, you know, now I'm trying to be the mom. Like, I can't let them see you like this, but it's I almost died. I'm like, you know, and I, cause my mind is like, what if they had to like shut down everything and come out there and get me in the front of my kids, right? I'm telling you, the kid having children. Ooh, you fight through everything. You continue. You fight through everything. And I witnessed that. I witnessed that. I witnessed that on so many levels. I have witnessed that on so many levels, y'all. You want to know what women, what, and I, I hate to say what women get their strength. Everybody, everybody could pull into this strength if we would just witness more. Write that down. Heartbreak witness. If we would just witness more. See, if you would just see more of what's going on. There's so many people who don't see what's going on around us that it's like wow so anyway back to the first thing i looked up i went to google fiddler did i ever say that that was the first thing i that's first i had to go look it up because i needed to get some facts because i was about to call somebody a fiddler and i wanted them to get it i knew they weren't gonna get it because you know most people think that fiddler was the whole fiddler kunta thing was a good thing and even when i went to go google and i'm like and it was out there and it was <laughs> there was one uh where this person is 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 capturing all these different quotes and characterizations about characters in movies and film and all of that. And I'm on that page, and the first line of it says that Fitler was Kunta Kente's first friend in America. <laughs> See, that's why I write. That's why I podcast. That's why I run my mouth. I'm like, what in the hell? Okay. First of all, Fitler was assigned to the breaking of the African. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Once Kunta decided that he w- was needed for his survival, and that was associating with Fitler so that Fitler can go back and tell that everything's okay while he planned and continuously plotted his escape. And he's like, oh, he wanted, he wanted those. He's from, Fitler's from that tribe. I got to let him see this this way, Hear it this way so he can go and repeat it just like I need him to repeat it. We all got a fiddler. I'm, you only tell, they're like, how you doing? You only tell them a certain amount of stuff because you know they only want they only want to use it to their benefit. Fiddler was like, let me let me break this joker in because all I, all I want to do is keep earning my money dancing, playing this thing so I can buy my freedom. And it's like, dude was like, you know, he, he just even stopped telling them, you believe that? You do you realize that you are enslaved you, and you believe he gonna let you buy yourself? Okay, okay, Phil. He Kunta figured out like okay, I didn't seen it. Kunta was like, I didn't seen this man before. He's one of the reasons I was ended up on that boat. He's one of the reasons I ended up survived going through that middle passage. He's one of the reasons we didn't overtake that boat. He's one of the reasons we didn't go overboard. He's one of the reasons we we here. So let me let me go on and let him in on some things and play it. Because if you notice, Kunta continued to plot his escape. Okay, I'm just saying. So I went to I say hey, Clark. I went and so let me go and get some of this thing because I wanted to say some of these people are fiddlers out here, y'all. 
And they are always telling us, don't rock the boat. They are always telling us, go along and get along. They're always telling us it's going to be one, a better day. Um, what I love about Zora Neale Hurston in this book, in this book, uh, Bear Coon. Bear Coon, and it's about the last black cargo, Kosala, when she was working on Kosala's story. One of the reasons she was so attracted to Kosala's story, Kosala uh, was one who could chronicle, I keep saying, Kosala could tell the story of the African in America from beginning to end. His He, he lived 19, he, he was captured at 19, at 19 uh, from uh, an attack on his tribe by another tribe, okay, who was making all this money, uh, warring against tribes, and they even though they couldn't spend the money because Kosla's uh, chief told them, you know, you getting all that money from them folk, and yet your people over there starving, y'all rich tribes, you, who are you going to spend it with? And so you coming over here trying to rob us, well, that's going to send your people over here to tell us, we got to give y'all some food because all that money y'all making stealing, stealing Africans, y'all ain't got nowhere to spend it. And he told the chief, well, why don't, instead of y'all, instead of y'all um, warring against tribes, killing and uh, killing folk and trading and selling off uh, Africans, why don't y'all go over there and take care of yourselves in the village, right? And then he was like, no, we're just going to come and attack y'all. We're going to take, you either going to give us the food or we're going to take the food and sell you. And then he was like, bring it on. And they brought it on. It was the worst. It was the worst. And, and as a matter of fact, some of us now are the descendants of Kosala here in America. So Kunta, when he first got there, he could rec- he could rec- I'm sure he could recognize Phil by the slope of the forehead or this, that, and the other, you know. And by the way, he was like, listen, because first thing, first thing Phil told him, you know, he told him how good he had it and he wasn't going to mess it up for him. He was going to do this, that, and the other. And yeah, upon their deaths, you know. You know, when a person is dying, you search for some dignity in them. And they ended up with a friendship. I mean, but they, their friendship was based on the fact that Kuta barely had a foot left. I'm just saying, because he kept trying to run. Anyway, so some of y'all, some of these folk out here, I ain't going to say some of y'all. Some some of y'all, until I unfollow, or, or the fitless, on the fitless of Facebook. The fitless of Facebook out here trying to tell people not to do stuff. We're trying to talk about love. You listen, I got two more podcasts. I got one more podcast after this one. One more podcast, and I am just at 34 minutes into this one. And I wanted to talk about love. And I started talking about Patty. Because while I went to scroll my timeline this morning looking for the love, I wanted to look and see how people were loving on themselves and loving on their families and loving on their communities, loving on their passions and loving on, loving, just loving on others, loving, loving on, I, I don't even mind the love of, I love when a person can love herself and, and be confident. I, listen, tell yourself what you got to tell yourself to get through your days because your days are yours. Even though some of us are looking in, there's a lot of people looking in and don't care. Um, but then, but as, before I could even scroll a couple times, I saw the pettiness and I was like, wow, this is, this is a trip. What's going on out here? And then I also saw the heartbreak and I wanted to talk about the fact that we are witnessing that. And there's so many excuses that people have for not loving. And man, I tell you my yesterday, I was out there yesterday in the city. It was a lot. There's a lot going on yesterday. It was hot as I don't know what. And I was like, and and I, I had a couple tasks to do, and I realized it's like, wait a minute, I don't love this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta fix some of these things. I gotta change some of these things because there's some things that are truly going on in this world. 
And I don't ever want to have to be a part of that, you know, because I've had a chance to experience something else. And I'm like, you know what I got to do? You got to do what you love. And I, I love podcasting. So I'm wrapping up uh, how to get out of bed. We found our exit strategy. And, and tomorrow, good Lord willing, Creek Don't Rise and this app works because the apps are changing by the second now. Uh, we have one more, one more. So for the past 90 days, 89 days, one tomorrow will be 90 days. And you know me, I love nines. I was like, that's the perfect time to exit. That's the perfect time to exit. And so if you need one, I, I feel at this point, everything has been done, said and done. Um, I mean, I can go back, laid back versus lazy. That's the first one I turned to. Keep it real, down to earth, prepared, discovering, go with the flow, go against the current. Uh, tread new waters, pay, path, path made clear. That path made clear, that was the book that Oprah released. Uh, if you want to check it out. Are your prayers simply procrastination? The things that you pray about, are you only praying just for more time when you should be just doing it right now? Uh, wait, win or lose, teamwork, one track, decisive opportunity. When we, when I look back, um, at how each of these, we created a word cloud for each of the podcasts. So each day I just kind of wrote down different words. Witness came, witnesses came uh, through a lot, uh, opportunity, wisdom, um, freedom. The last couple of podcasts before we got to love, talked about freedom in, in, in a lot of the conversations that I have, and I'm going to tell you about a conversation that's coming up before we get out of here. Uh, and as well as the support that we have for the podcast, um, a lot of the conversations, a lot of the conversations that we had ended with these inspiring words, but words that would ignite us into something and then going on and figuring out our day because the conversation, um, how to get out of bed is basically, how simply how to get out of bed. The first one I did, I came on, I'm like, y'all, I can't get out of bed today. I cannot for the life of me get out of this bed. The things I have to face, the decisions I have to make, the decisions that I've made, I don't know how, I don't know if they were good or bad. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. And so then I was like, okay, well, let's talk about this tomorrow. I'll come on and let y'all know how it went. And so that's how, how to get out of bed, uh, came about. Cause first it was just, um, a conversation and then and and then I wanted to build the habit of taking time in my morning and gaining some clarity I wanted the habit of that and I said well let me see how far I can go how how, how can I do this every day seven days a week I didn't I was like I didn't do it here or there I was like I'm gonna do it each day because one thing I do each day I wake up even if I have two minutes five minutes uh, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have this conversation. When I finished the conversation, I, then I said, well, you know, I have a podcast. I'm going to turn, I'm going to rip the audio. So I ripped the audio and, uh, and I load that because I love having, you know, that's why I started this, all of what I do is to archive this. So on my podcast, you'll find the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It's called Buzz It or Bash It. Um, but you, there's, in fact, we're getting ready to go in full on into Buzz It or Bash It once we wrap the How to Get Out of Bed. Because how did I did How to Get Out of Bed? Because I consult with people. I do consulting um, when it comes to using social media for business. 
And oftentimes I have to tell people to infuse their story and what's going on in their lives uh, with customers. Customers today, you know, they, they're establishing that relationship. You know, they're those that they want to make, they want to make buys based on no like and trust or even though they don't know nobody they're spending billions with on Amazon. I'd say that I love to add that part to it. Um, you know, but they've gotten, they, it's about, it's about the outcomes, about how the, you know, when they get the Amazon package, it's a way they make that they feel, they don't know who it came from. They just know it came at a time where hopefully it was delivered when it was supposed to. Uh, in fact, Amazon need, need to start delivering Christmas present now and, and everybody else because, um, let me tell you, I come to holidays, they can't, they can't deliver enough stuff. In fact, I just saw they can ready to hire like 3,000 people uh, in air. And look, and if you can't live anywhere, I think the description said it's a friend of mine. A friend of mine shared it. You know, those of y'all that are out there afraid to share stuff, shared that Amazon was looking for 3,000 people, but you can't live. They look for you not to live in place. They want you in places they don't have Amazon so that you can help them get an Amazon or service those in that area so that you could be proximity. We did a whole podcast talking about proximity. I'm going to write down proximity, honey. I love that word. I was able to uh, sit in on a class and I ended up speaking. I was invited to speak, but the topic that day was about proximity. A lot of us are doing things so that we can get closer. Okay, I'm going to write down closer because some people are going to be like, what you mean by proximity? You're trying to get closer. You're trying to get closer to what you want, simply what you want, what you desire, closer to your desires, right? Like yesterday, I was a hell of a long way from what I desired. I'm like, okay, this is going in, I'm going in the wrong direction. I got to turn this thing around. This is, I'm not in the proximity of where it is I really want to go. Let me figure out my road. Let me figure, let me look at this map. Let me look at this map. Let me turn this thing around, right? Most of us are doing what we're doing because we're trying to get uh, closer in proximity to what we love. That's why when you look at people's timeline, they're, po- they're posting about their business. You know, the, the thing that people complain about, people complain about people posting about food. Uh, number, number one, if not number two thing online, people complain about people post sharing about this, that and the other. And I'm like, I'm like, get out of the way. And we've done a podcast called Get Out of the Way. You, sometimes you just need to get out of the way. So I, I had to get out of I There's a lot of stuff I had to get out of the way of. I, right now, I got to end this podcast so I can get out of the way. I'm like, how to get out of bed? I'm like, come day 91, I will have 90 podcasts from which to choose from. I'm like, Yolanda, you don't need to do another one. There's nothing else needs to be said and done. So guess what? Day ni- there will be a day 91. Guess what? It's going to be on autopilot. I'm going to put, I'm going to have a watch party. Because I got to get out of the way because I got to go on to the next thing. And the next thing being um, buzzer or basher. But also, I'm just saying, there's a map. You know, if you want to do a vision board, if you want to do a journaling, like I just did. I, I, I was never really a journal. I got a bunch of journals around here and I have jotted down stuff. But I've got nine, 89 pages right here, y'all. 89 pages of I can open this journal and look back. Here's one, brave, control, freedom, resisting, sucker, <laughs> unbothered. 
I, I, I'm going to have a whole chapter on being unbothered, exploiting timing frequency. Notice we said sucker on this particular one. I can look at this word cloud and we were talking about the exploitation um, and, and how, cause there were some dur- during that week, during that couple days uh, leading up to that podcast, there were a number of news stories of people that had been suckered. And I'm like, these people out here giving away all their money. And I'm like, there is nobody I know that could ask me even for a couple of dollars. Because one, I'm going to be like, I ain't got it. But number two, I'm like, how come you ain't got it? You know, or just like, I can't imagine. I mean, these people are giving away like 80 and up to 100,000. I'm like, how? How is somebody able to like, I'm like, how come I don't know anybody like that? Right? You know, it's like uh, I saw somebody um, good and I want to say good friend, um, somebody that I have given permission to to be on my timeline. I think that's the definition of this thing there. Somebody that I have given permission to to, to uh, and be on my timeline for a long length of time. And she looks really good. She looks really good right now. And I, and I love the, uh, the way always, but I guess she's doing one of those things y'all are doing now. And, uh, and in fact, I didn't recognize it. I was like, wait. I saw the name and I'm looking at the face. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Okay. Okay. And I'm li- listening and she was p- giving her pitch. Uh, she, uh, again, a comedian and, um, she has a conference and she was doing a pitch. Um, she just launched a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe, um, for a project. And, you know, black people don't know that it's how things are done. And, and one of the reasons I want to talk about being petty is, you know, black people get in their feelings, but they don't realize that, that's just how things are. That's how things get kick started. Right. You know, and I was looking and I'm looking at the timeline and I'm like, okay, the people aren't necessarily receiving it. Well, I'm like, which is dumb. And I'm like, okay, she needs to like change up her timeline because we are almost wrapping up the season of that, uh, of doing you, you do summer campaigns, you know, uh, public radio is doing theirs, public television. Um, everybody's doing their summer campaigns. And, and, and let me, let me, and and here's the thing I had to learn about that was you don't do it in the same audience in, you just don't do it in the same audience. You have to go and find it elsewhere. Like there are, there are things that I, I have learned. There are things I can post and then there are things I can post and not let everybody see it. Right. So you need to have, and I, you can identify and I, I don't even like right now. I'm like, I don't even have a post up. Uh, I'll catch the comments after, but I do see you guys uh, checking in and watching and liking and things like that. There are things that you post uh, openly on your timeline, but you need to go and you need to put some filters in place because, and then there, listen, there are things that you post like right now. I have a, I have an ad doing so well on uh, Facebook, which is why you you rarely hear me go on here and say, Hey, can y'all share this? I don't ask you to share it. I don't tag a hundred nine or 99 people in it because I'm like, "Mm -mm, no, cause you know what they do? They go on their page and they start cursing you out or they get in the inbox. And I'm like, you know, no, I just go put a couple of dollars on it. And man, I'm like, cause you know, I, you guys know, I went to that, um, Facebook training 
And Facebook is having these trainings, and Facebook and other platforms. I don't know if other platforms are doing it, but Facebook is having these trainings because Facebook, when when surveyed, when their users or any users are surveyed about Facebook, the results are drastic, uh, drastically negative. And so Facebook is trying to turn that around despite their leadership, um, in, in spite of their leadership, whom we shall never trust. Um, they're trying to get better results when they're surveying the users because when you survey the users, what people don't like about Facebook is the reason why all these other platforms are doing so well. And they face it, they want to be number one. They want to be the only one and they want to have the most because they want to control the data because it's all about he who controls the data because that's what the world is about. That's why the world revolves around right now. And, um, and so they're having all these different amazing, amazing trainings where they want to make sure you do good. So here's what happens is, first of all, they had a training here in Atlanta. And I didn't realize it until, because, you know, you, you, I, I, I don't know about y'all, but when I see stuff on Facebook, I, I look to see because there's a thing right there that says, why am I seeing this? You can click this button and say, why are you seeing Like you see an ad or something like that. I'm like, why am I seeing this? And it'll tell you because you're in a, one of the demographics they're using. And it'll tell you particularly which demographic they're using. And I wish I had done that before I went to the Facebook training because I walked up because I realized, okay, the lo- interesting location. Uh, but then I walked in and it was all black women. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because I didn't even realize I was targeted for that reason because Facebook had a general uh, event and then that then they broke down to this because they, and I'm like okay wait a minute you know me I'm like trying to figure this out I'm like oh okay because when I got there I'm like it's all black women it's all women of color minority I'm like well, let me go back and read so I went back because I asked somebody I said did you know this was just for us you know and then she's like I think I saw some she said the first thing I saw no but then I started seeing um where one she put up her her literature that she'd received and it said minority uh and minority women owned uh, minority and women owned, and African American. I think it's particularly said African American women owned. And I'm like, okay. And then I'm listening, and I said, oh, okay. And I'm listening to the group, and the women that were in the group are women who are running ads on Facebook. They particularly they have received a a a, a particular amount of our money, right? So I said, okay. So black women are uh, buying ads. They they're truly buying ads, but not getting the results. So this particular session was to help us get better results because one thing you don't want to do, and that's when I had that post about me exploit is you don't want to keep taking black women, black women's money or black woman's money. And she don't get nothing in return because she's going to fill out a review. She's going to do a review. She's going to do a survey. She's going to tell the world, right? Like I will come on here and forever tell y'all about my experience with GoDaddy and the situation that happened to me in publics you can there's no restitution there <laughs> i'm just saying right there is no restitution once you and there might be i don't know Publix kept asking is there anything we could do is there anything we could do not right now uh-uh uh-uh because y'all have tried y'all have weaponized against me no i'm sorry there's like nothing Stop and then and then the next level management will call and then the next I don't know how far they went up the chain, but the phone rang every other day. 
okay? Because that person will call, and then they have to go back and report. The next person will call. I remember I got this one call where the person, I don't know what level they were in, and they were saying, well, we kind of feel like, you know, the matter is still not resolved, and, and, and maybe we're wondering if maybe you feel like we're not doing enough. And I'm like, I haven't asked you to do anything except for to just leave me alone. I am not coming back. And I, and I, I'm, let me tell y'all, and I, 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 not, I'm not boycotting it like that because I'm like, listen, I love Instacart, okay? And it's it's one of the stores on there. And, I, and one of the reasons I, I love it, and I just said, I'm not coming back into that location. And I understand that, you know, I understand I could walk to that location, but I am willing to drive to another. And I'm sorry, but that's just not, there's no restitution. You know, I probably should have asked for a gift card or this, that, but no, you can't buy your way out of this. I need this on your conscience for life. I need this on your conscience. For, I need you to understand that calling my house and my number and trolling what I say online um, and then in using the verbiage that you're using and even, and even asking me what I think, I, what I would want you to do, the language that you are using Okay, if you ain't watched the great debaters with Denzel Washington, because I know you don't want to, I know you don't want to go to the great books of philosophy and all of that, and even the greatest business books. So let me take you to a movie. Your weapons, your words are weapons. Okay, and you, the more you keep talking, and the more you mention policy, that's the weapon. You, you're weaponizing because there was nothing that I did. Um, that would, you, you can yet, you, you can't yet show, I asked you for the policy, the word policy was thrown at me. You can't present a policy cause y'all over there still trying to draft up a policy after the fact. And that's all fine. Cause I'm all for changing up the business model. Listen, I know about social media and I know about engaging in public and yeah, y'all should have some things in place, but the first thing that you should have in place is. Somebody should be handling the food that way. And then they don't have to worry about, oh, well, you know, the lady that walks through live streaming, you probably on her video or the lady or the crazy lady that y'all hired who probably had sleepless nights wondering if she was on my video to the point that she came and got in my face and I was about to knock the hell out of her. And I was like, well, you know, the way we don't want to do the bail money, you know, you county you live in, it's just time to go home. Uh, and I just let her know, Hey, listen, I might tweet, Right. I can't help that she didn't sleep for a week because she thought maybe she mishandled some food and it ended up on my video. I didn't care. I was like, I don't, I didn't even think about it until after I was like, wait, what is she worried about? What's going on? And, and you know, I go back and I check, I'm like, let me go check this video. You know how y'all, you know how you do when that surveillance video all around, let me go back and check this video. Oh my God. That's what's bothering her. Oh She's afraid she's on the video. Well, damn, there she is. Now she wants to run up on me after I've been in your store for a full-on year with you and your, your department head of your produce and all your managers. And because she is upset that she might have said something, did something, didn't do something right, and it was on the video, now... Y'all want to come up with a policy because she said y'all had a policy and then y'all kind of find out y'all 
didn't have a policy. And so still now all these people calling me and I'm still saying, well, show me the policy, send me the policy. Well, you know, we just have to be, no, show me the policy. That heifer said there was a policy. She brought me a post-it note. And I'm like, and I'm still trying to figure out, I still don't know how they got my number. I'm still trying to figure that out. How'd them folk call me? <laughs> oh, I know. That's right. They DM'd me. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, they DM'd me. They DM'd me. And because uh, I, cause I, I'm like, hey, let me go. I, I tweeted. Well, anyway, let me, let me get ready to get out of here. I was like, wait a minute. Let me figure this thing out. All right, so map, y'all. Love. Let me tell y'all. Fix this thing. Restitution. Should I write restitution on here? I'm going to put some re- I'm gonna put restitution but if you don't want to pay the restitution, like this young lady that's going around licking ice cream, y'all, why? I, it's on, it was on the sports channel. <laughs> this is why I say I want to do sports. The liquor, the liquor conversation, the liquor story was on the sports, the sports channel, y'all. This was on the sports channel, sports talk radio. They were talking about this video. They were talking about these things happen because, um, first of all, this young lady is a minor, y'all. Now, y'all, and then in Texas at that. Now, y'all already know, um, back in, back, I said back in the day, in the early days, we had a case, a case that I involved myself in that I allowed them to come on my platform. There was a young lady got caught up in the juvenile system in Texas, uh, some time ago, maybe about a decade ago or more, more than that, more than that. Um, and let me think, I really want to say it was more than that, where the entire state of Texas was juvenile system. I mean, the governor had to get involved. Um, but there was one parent, one child saying that her child was uh, wrongfully accused, given this harsh sentence to be sent off to juvenile. Uh, and the, the, the place that she was in, all these different things. Her last name was Cotton. Y'all can go look it up. Uh, Shaquanda Cotton, as a matter of fact. Uh, go look up that case. And uh, this parent was trying to, and I mean, I mean, the cities, the state was going after this parent because she was trying to get her child out of this. And I, I never could figure out, like, there were thousands of children in the juvenile system down there. They were holding these kids well beyond whatever the sentencing was, medicating them, abusing them uh, to a point where the governor, who was Rick Perry at the time, who, who ran for president, um, had, to, had to intervene and go and, and look and literally turn, these, turn their juvenile justice system upside down, freeing thousands of kids, probably hundreds of thousands of kids, um, because they, they were just, it was, the penalties were harsh, but this is Texas, right? And one thing that broke the case was they tried to send this individual on the podcast with us, and the person on the podcast used such a derogatory statement about how the justice system feels about black people in the state of Texas that they were like, shut it down. You know, it was like, get those chains off the door. It was, y'all, the things that unfolded after that and in the aftermath and the things that happened um, while fighting for that case. And it was a, a gentleman, one of my mentors, 
got involved, not in Texas, but from Chicago. This is how social media was used back in the day. He got involved in Chicago, um, knowing everybody got a, got a journalist involved and, and start pulling all these things together to help this uh, mother in Texas. And, and um, there's so many things that happen in that case. It's just so egregious. Um, but when I saw that these, this young lady was in Texas, I feared for her. I fear for her because, um, and, and, and I got to thinking, I'm like, first of all, it's such a, what you don't understand is to be now when we go, when, when they go back to session lawmakers, let's go back. Let's talk about lawmakers. When lawmakers go back to session, they're going to, this is going to be on the table, food safety and Walmart in particular. Um, what that young lady did fails in comparison to what people are doing to food that's on the shelves that we are buying each and every day. The videos, you can go out there if you want to go and troll some of these sites. The videos of things, and a lot of times and some of y'all share this stuff on the timeline. You, you like swipe away from it, you report it, you block it, you unfollow them. But this, is, this thing is a daily occurrence. What that young lady did is mild. And I hate to say, and I'm not even trying to say she's not. I'm like, that was dumb. That was dumb as hell. And I hate to see young people. And I encountered some young people like that yesterday. And I'm like, I mean, yesterday in Atlanta. And I'm like, how, um, how today are you raising kids? I don't care what kind of parent you are. In the world of access to information today, it makes no sense that children are not motivated to do the right thing 24-7. I saw it. I saw, I, I encountered a, young, a group of kids yesterday and I could not understand. I'm like, the influence that was on them, I was like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, there's not one good apple in this bunch. Like, like I got to write, we got to write all, I got, I mean, I'm, I'm like, see, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, I got to write all these kids off. I got, I, I don't even, I don't even want to, I don't even want to save them. I, I want to get away from them as fast as I can. I'm about to go do whatever I can in my life. So I never encounter these children ever again. And that's not me. Y'all don't understand how involved I were. I've been in my lifetime with young people and I'm like, and they're, I'm sorry. They were at that age where the trajectory that they're on. It's like, you can't, it's like, you can't save them. And cause I'm like, and I, and I kept trying to see if it was like maybe one in the bunch, like, like, and, and there, there was one there. I, I promise you there was one, there was one. And, 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 and let me tell you, they, it wasn't a, it wasn't a, I know y'all want to say a single mom and this, it wasn't even that kind of situation. These, their, their lives were so freaking limited and confined, but there was one. I, and I heard him say, I'm just going to go. And I was like, there's one, there's one. He was like, Cause and he said, cause y'all just, y'all just doing too much. Right. And I was like, wow. But then I was thinking, okay, that's a relative situation. They're relatives. It's the summer. They done all been, you know, dumped into an environment. 
and probably can't wait till they get out of that. I'm like, listen, y'all better stop thinking that things are convenient out here and, and, and for your children because I'm telling you, you're going to be that parent. You're going to be sitting somewhere wishing you'd have done something different. If You better do it. I'm telling y'all, y'all, you better do it because I was like, and I'm telling and I'm judgmental as hell. I'm sorry. I mean, I'm at that age right now. It's like, I am judging. I'm judging. I'm like this. It makes no sense because there's such a window to the world. And I hate to tell people you don't have to live like that. Cause I wish somebody had told me like, you don't have to live like that. This it, it, it's done differently. You know, even today it's like, See, see the whole see something, say something thing. Let people know it's, there's another word. You know, instead of going right, if you just go 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 left. Instead of going left, if you go right, instead of going left or right, just go keep going straight ahead. You know, let let people know. When I when I couldn't get out of bed, I'm like, I can't get out of bed. Let me go lie. Let me ask somebody. How do I do this? How do I get out of bed? I know when I go on social media and I ask a question, man, the answers come flowing in. All you got to do is just say how and insert what you need to know. Somebody can let you know, you know, and I wish I could tell you to Google, but like I said, I, hell, I Googled Fitler and it told me Fitler was Kunta Kinte's first friend in America. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so I don't even know what to tell you, but I'll need to know. I know I need to tell you it's time to go. Uh, one more, one more podcast. There's so many of this. Listen, y'all, there's 89, there's 89 of these. There's 89, 89 on, uh, my podcast. Um, and as a matter of fact, when we hit 90, uh, I'm going to tell you about something we're going to do as we move into the next podcast, which is called, we're going to go back to Buzzard or Bash it, and that's not going to be it every day. <laughs> Certainly not. Certainly not. Cause I have figured out, I have figured out the answer to get out, how to get out of bed. And it's love. It's love. You get out of bed because, and listen, find something. I know it. As soon as I said that, you like, but no. Come Monday, uh, slow down. Believe and behave. Believe and behave was a good one. Can't fake it. That was a good one. I'm just, I'm just um, turning back. Uh, again, proximity, proximity, FOMO, fear of missing out, fear of going out, FOGO. Uh, declarations. That day, man, that was an awesome podcast. And it was really live and engaging. Uh, we were talking about declaration. Uh, and we, we talked about Beyonce's homecoming. If you want something, foresight, ending, futurism. We talked about futurism, you know. Uh, and one of the things, I, one of the reasons I grabbed this book, because I wanted to, uh, Zora Neale Hurston mentioned here, and I probably didn't finish that story. I know I talk on, on a number of things. When she talked about Kosala and why it was so important to talk about Kosala's story, uh, was she liked his story because he? she said his wasn't or theirs weren't. When you go back and look at the slave narrative, um, let me see, there was a phrase. I'm trying to see if I can find the phrase that I love. It wasn't um, a, based on a heavenly glory, something like that. Let me see. Um... Mm, I think that's what it, I, I read it on one of the things, but I think I started on, a, let me see. I love that because it went, it talked about ancestor, ancestor worship, heavenly glory. It was, it was a story beyond all of that where, you know, how you talk to, talk to a person and they talk about, 
oh, well, you know, heaven going to be this and heaven going to be that. And it was about, it was about living for now. It was about wanting, um, wanting what you're just do now, wanting all you deserve now. And I'm looking for it guys. Hold on. Let me see. Cause it, I, and oh, here it is right here. I love the phrases and, and, and this is why I love reading uh, because it's where you get your language from. He hadn't built up his hope on a future heavenly glory, but rather on a return to his people, a vision that speaks to the centrality of ancestral reverence. That's what I'm talking about. When we saw, when the movie Black Panther came out, as much irony as it was, that you know, Black Panther was you know one of the one of the one in that in that franchise of movies. Um, what you saw well up in people was that longing for belonging, which is mine. But I love that it says, speaks to it says rather a return to his people. Black Panther was showed in us the desire that we have to return. You know. Fiddler represented that, let's just stay here to get it. Fiddler represented that heavenly glory kind of thing, you know. And I don't know, I don't even want to put that on Fiddler about heavenly glory because, I mean, he was, he got, he got out of bed each and every day because he had the hope of he was going to make enough money to buy his freedom. And I think that why it ties into why it goes from Fiddler on down to Chicken George uh, because he was able to, you know, he went off and, 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 and was gone all that time trying to do that, that, uh, what was cockfighting and stuff to get enough money to come back and buy their freedom, return, return to his people, a return to his people. And I think that's what a lot of us are, are trying to get to in that return. And, and unfortunately, each, our days are just, you know, so filled with what we have to do just to make it to the begin from the beginning of the day to the end of the day. And, um, we long for that, which is why, like, even in this mermaid thing, you know, because I'm going to tell you, I, I wish she'd have said no. I don't want to be your Ariel. You know, and, and people always tell me, drivers, everybody can't say no. You know, they got to they gotta make money. They got to survive. They got to they get their job, you know, because for, for the majority of the actors that's out here, it's a job. It's not even about their passion anymore because a lot of them go off and they do projects so they can go back and finance their passion, which is why, you know, a lot of the movies, like particularly Queen Latifah, like I don't like a lot of the work. I don't like a lot of the stuff that Queen Latifah does, but, you know, she go and get, she do what she do, got to do to get her check. And then she go, Queen Latifah go and finance a whole bunch of stuff, right? Don't nobody even know. Like, you know, I, and if you don't sit, if you don't watch the beginning credits, you late getting there and you didn't see the beginning credits or you run out before the end credit, you don't even see uh, her her moniker up there on the screen, you know, the things that she financed. You know, and I wish, I wish, she, I wish she was able like like the like the rest of them to come to us and say, hey, listen, y'all, I need you know x amount of millions of dollars. But see, we don't we don't give like that. You know, you just want to go buy your movie ticket. Let me tell you something, honey. Ain't nobody getting no money off of your movie. Well, no, let me not say that. Wait a minute. Let me think. Let me think. How the phrase is? We've got to get better in in investing um, more so than the consumer side of things. We've got to, somebody asked me that the other day, because you know, they always say, well, where are the millionaires and the billionaires? And it's a whole, it's a whole lot of them now, y'all, especially in Atlanta. Atlanta is bursting the scene with uh, billionaires now. Um, 
and I'm talking about billionaires of all ethnicities, all races, all all genders, because Lord knows diversity the scenes at gender now, um, all of that, and uh, and but you won't know unless you stay to the end. You arrive early and stay to the end. Stay to the end of this podcast, and I'm gonna tell you how how it is I can sit here and talk about this. But let me leave you with this. He hadn't built his hope on a future heavenly glory, but rather on a return to his people, a vision that speaks to the centrality of ancestral reverence. And uh, it says, this one talks about the conventional slave narratives of conversations of, to Christianity. Coastalist narrative does, does also, but it does so while simultaneously expressing the spiritual traditions and customs of the homeland. There's something within us, and it plays out on social media that we don't acknowledge, but it is that spiritual traditions and customs trying to come through, trying to come through in everything we do because it's part of what we love. It's so much a part of what we love in and of itself. Us wanting to bring love into what we do. I can't tell you. Um, I was I was listening to a conversation with some millionaires, and you know, and the money man flows right, but still, it came. Um, the guy said in that conversation because I'm listening because he's like, "Wait, this this is a millionaire conversation going on here, right?" And all of them have have made it here and there, made it here and there. And they're doing this, that, and the other. But they kept talking about it's not it's, it's beyond the money. He gets he's doing it because he loves it. He doing he gets to do it because he loves it. He's doing it because he loves it. And they'll all tell you that the money just came. The money was a part of it, right? And I'm like, well, you know, I wish we could all feel that way, right? Because we all out here trying to get. But it's about it's about the love. It's about it's about the love. And I can get out of bed simply because I have gone into some of these narratives. And it just it that oh my god the word I love words I I love words and when I started reading this book Barry Coon, the Last Black Cargo, uh, forward by Alice Walker uh, and in uh, and edited by Deborah G. Plant, um, Alice Walker, I think they somebody she finally went home to some to a uh, tribute. Um, and Jorah, man, oh my God, I, I just, I absolutely love her. Ancestral reverence, because there was a fear about black people after, 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 what did I call it? Black Panther, I keep wanting to say Black Planet. Black Panther, that you would seek more ancestral reverence. And, <laughs> and it's playing out, your ancestral reverence is playing out in uh, Hallie Bailey, playing um Ariel, you know, and I'm like, okay. Okay. Anyway, all right y'all, thank you so much for listening. I told you for those of y'all that stay to the end, um I can now tell you about some of the support that we get and of course, um I get out of bed because I want to get out of bed very well, go take me a nice hot shower, get into the day and I want to do that take my shower with my natural soap that I got from naturalsoapbythekia.com.
www.naturalsobiotic.com, naturalsobiotic.com. For those of you that are already over there looking at the website and shopping, when you get to your checkout, make sure you put in your code, Dryer buzz it's going to get you 10 percent. let me tell you what i want you to try i want you to try the sample pack you have not tried natural soap and you're looking at all the great uh combinations the the natural ingredients all the wonderful oils you know the fragrances and you can't decide whether to try that's where the sample pack is going to come in it's going to help you find the bar or uh the brand or the the scent that you like you're going to get for trial size and then what i love about the trial sizes is that they're also travel size so you're traveling you know you got to get your travel size stuff together right you want to you want to have your natural soap especially going into some of these places in and out of countries and 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 one you don't want to be taking a whole bunch of american products with you when you go to places because they're gonna be like oh we don't look at them ingredients we don't allow all that here here and there and everywhere you know but you will be able to freely travel with your natural soap because they're gonna look at those ingredients they're gonna be like oh yeah there are a lot of people in this country order because she's shipping soap all over the world yeah she is counting the countries y'all that they are buying this soap and she is sending soap right there from the city of brotherly love philadelphia so that's why there's a lot of, there's a lot of love in this soap. so i'm excited to end uh to wrap up 90 episodes 90 episodes with the support of natural soap by zakia so thank you so much uh natural soap by zakia as we wrap up uh, a podcast talking about what we love and and she makes this soap because she loves it and when you use your bar or either use your whip soap or you drop a bath bomb in the bathtub and and start you know taking me and all this kind of stuff and just in your quiet moments and I'm telling you and and down and then and then too when you realize at the end of the week you don't have to scrub the bathroom because natural soap you rinse clean and your shower rinse clean and your tub rinse clean and there's no soap scum on the wall. There's no soap scum in the soap dish. You ain't got to go in there. To, you will want to use natural soap by Zakia. Even though there's no lotion needed, she's coming out with a lotion line. Because, you know, sometimes you just, you like it, you, you know, the extra glistening thing going on. Hey, listen, and the fragrance, right? All right, so also... Talk about what they love. D. Lee Inspires loves pouring into authors. So she has created a nation, a nation without borders, without time zones, a nation of authors. I'm talking about people who are publishing left and right. I'm talking about people who are experiencing bestseller lists, selling out. I'm telling you. Passing on all this great information, they can they on the bike already be on tour. She's got uh, AIB talks. I, that's the, I want y'all to go check out AIB talks. Use that hashtag AIB as in boy talks. Right, watch the episode. She's interviewing the authors. I'm telling you, you if you're an author or you've got an idea, you want to write, you want to publish, you want to be a part of the association. Success is a conversation. Success is an association. Join the association. I am so excited to be able to wrap up this series of podcasts with an association that I love. And and having seen the work, both of Zakia and, and uh, Dealey Inspires, over the past four, four years now, watching them step out their own, just what they love. 
I want, they wanted to share with the world what they love. And they both have built up nations behind this thing. Zakia has built up a nation of soap makers, y'all. A nation. This, the word nation is so big and it's so bold. I'm telling you, a nation of soap makers and a nation of authors. And you over there trying to figure out, like, how, did, how do you do that? How do I do this? Listen, you better get with a nation. You're not even an association. You better get with a nation. Okay, I'm telling you, you better get with a nation. All right, now let me tell you. I got something for you. What I do with it, though? Let me go. Let me go back over here. All right, but thanks. I'm, I'm again, 89 podcasts, wrapping up, about to hit 90. I, I could not do it. I know a lot of people are like, well, how did she do all that stuff? I have support, y'all. I have support. All right. So let me bring on the screen. Here's a flyer. Here's a flyer. Uh, how to get out of bed. Of course, you know, it's brought to you by social media for business clinics. People out there looking down the timeline trying to figure out what does Dryer Buzz do? Well, for the past 17 years, I have been Dryer Buzz. Uh, and for that, I have been uh, the award-winning, dishy, dishy, socially conscious uh, pop blogger of, with podcasts and TV, right? Uh, Dryer Buzz, news podcast, and TV. I've been that since day one, day one, since 2002, okay? And prior to that, uh, it was called something else, a whole bunch of names. But, hey, 17 years, and people ask me all the time, how? How can I do this? How can I do that? And you need to be asking me who. Who should I hire? Who do I need to know, right? Because I'm going to tell you, doing it yourself is good and it's fun and it's, it's awesome and it's, and it's a great accomplishment, but you need to join a nation. Um, let me tell you what we've got going on. No, you know, we've got the social media clinics and the meetups we've got, I've got consulting. I put the sign back out, hire me for hire social media strategist, social media practitioner, and we've got the social media clinics. Here's what I've got. Everybody's looking for something because people are like all over the world. Let me take, let me talk to the nation. Let me talk to the nation of entrepreneurs right now. Let me talk to the nation. And, and I'm going to be giving a talk uh, on Friday. Uh, my next talk, I've been invited out to First Fridays. Uh, even though we just had First Friday, it was a holiday. So they are, if you're in Douglasville, if you're local, um, I will be at the First Friday makeup date, which is July the 12th. That's in my timeline. Go look at the timeline. I will be taking a talk to them. Uh, I will be doing a content clinic for them and their members, okay, of their nation. But let me tell you, if you're online, if you're all over, I need you to save the date. Let me tell you. You've been hearing about all this stuff that's supposed to happen in 2020. Uh, 2020 is just months away, okay? I'm, everybody look at the calendar, like, really? Like, yeah, yeah, right? And if you feel like you are not there I've got something that's going to help you get ready. Success is a conversation. All that I just shared with you guys, all that I know, everything that I have experienced came from a conversation. And even with how to get out of bed, I had to do how to get out of bed because when I tell a person, you need to go and have a conversation with it, they can't get out of bed. When I tell a person, you need to go, this is what you need to do in your brand. They can't get out of bed. When I tell a person, okay, now, Go and get, pay this person, get a nice cover for your book. 
Go and get your business card. Go and do this. Uh, here's an opportunity. Um, this, this television show is looking for this. This newscast is looking for that. This reporter wants to do this kind of interview. You know, um, go and pitch your product for the Christmas magazines, the catalogs. Go and do that, and the person can't get out of bed. That's why I decided to do 90 episodes and can't get out of bed. Because I swear to you, I have heard 90 reasons why people can't live up to doing what they love, their dream, their passion. Even on your job, I'm like, go put in for that promotion. You know, and, and look, I understand you don't want, hey, believe you me, I sat in my cubicle too for seven years, okay? Of those, of my 17, not 17, wait a minute, no. Of the, I think I left there at year, when did I leave? I left in 2015, four years ago. My 13th year, I should have left in 12. I was supposed to leave in 2012. And I was like, it's too comfortable. The cubicle is too comfortable, right? And I'm going to tell you, story time, story time, story time. I had been there like so long. And I had all I had this amazing life outside of work. And they were like, well, why is she not doing this like for the company, right? It's like, because it's above my pay grade. You know, y'all don't, y'all don't have this kind of position. What I do outside, y'all don't have it here, you know? They were like, they got tired of like, you know, she hanging out in that cubicle. She on the radio. She's on television. You know, she talking to world leaders and, and like what's going on, you know? So they, they did this mastermind and, um, like, you know, take this mastermind and, you know, they, cause they kept trying to figure out like, why are people not applying for a promotion? Why doesn't everybody want to be, everybody don't want to be a supervisor. Everybody don't want to be, you know, president, vice president, all that kind of stuff. Right. I'm telling you, I know all these people. I know CEOs to this day want to be a damn DJ. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, I know world leaders that want to go make cupcakes. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's so real out there that people want to do what they love, but they do what they have to because of the money. And the more money you make, the lifestyle that you live, it makes you not want to go back to certain levels of life. Like I was infused in a lifestyle yesterday and I'm like, I don't ever want to be here again. No, not ever. And I'm like, conversation, it's time for a conversation. You have to have that conversation with yourself and you have to have that conversation with others. Okay. So here's what we got on the ninth Starting July 9th, in a couple of days, we're going to have Success is a Conversation. July, August, let's write it, count them down. July, August, September, October, November, December. That's six. Y'all understand what I'm saying here? Until 2020. There's six conversations that we're going to have leading up to 2020. And even if you want something, you can't earn because for the most part, I meet so many people who want something out of life and they just can't articulate it. They can't say what it is. Uh Oh, let's write that down. Right. When Publix and all their all their managers, general managers, district managers were on my phone, you know, trying to figure out what kind of restitution they could offer me for the awful, god-awful experience I had in their store. And they kept trying to, I'm like, there is none. Let me, let me articulate this to you. Just leave, listen. They like, if you come in the store, you know, we'll make sure you know, because that should have been, that should have been your policy. 
that should have been your policy. And you should have in hiring a, this person and put them, putting them in my neighborhood. That should have been a part of your, all this stuff that you're trying to rectify and offer some talk all around restitution. That should have been the policy right then, right then, right there. Okay. Uh, I said, but here, here's what, here's what I am going to do. I'm going to ask you to stop. Don't have anybody else call me. Just know that I will never go to that location again. I will forever drive by. And do understand when I drive by that location, here's how I am going to feel. And I may speak on it. I'm not signing nothing. I don't want that. You're not going to offer me nothing because the freedom that I want to be able to express myself must always be. Because I must always articulate to people that there are people out here that who want to disenfranchise us and weaponize against us. And I'm sorry that you're on that list. Okay, back to conversation. Okay, so anyway, be able to articulate it. Be able to articulate it. Exactly. I'm, I'm telling you, it's a conversation. Success is a conversation. I have had so many conversations in 17 years of people who are out here, as y'all say, doing a doggone thing. People that are getting paid, checks, this, that, and the other. I don't care how you, whatever you, whatever, listen. Whatever it is, if you want it, I'm going to have a conversation with you on how to get it. I'm going to tell you who got it. I'm going to tell you who can help you get it. I'm going to tell you where it is. I'm going to tell you how to possess it. I'm going to tell you success is a conversation. I'm going to inspire, ignite, motivate all of that in this conversation. Go to successconversation.eventbrite.com. And and listen, it's going to be a call. It's not, it's not going to be a webinar. And listen, because let me tell you, I, I, I'm not going into that realm. I have seen that headache. People, I can't get on. I got this is just simply a call. Dial in, dial in, go and sign. And it, and it, it is limited. It is absolutely limited. Okay. So the first one is happening on Tuesday, June 9th. Success is a conversation. Uh, we got to kick it off in mean, July. We got to kick it off July 9th because I do want to give you six of the conversations. I want to give you a full on six of the conversation. And one, I don't want to pull it out because I'm not a procrastinator anymore. I've gone through 90, almost 90 episodes. Procrastination is no longer on my docket. I am not praying for procrastination. If you want to be on the first call, the inaugural call, the first call, you don't want to miss the first call because if you're jumping on the second call and we're having a conversation, you're like, wait, where'd they get all of this? They got it on the first call. All of you, you, want, you know, you can jump on the, you can jump on the second call and get a copy of the first call. That's going to be a thing. All right. You can jump on the third call, get a copy of the f- second call and a copy of the first call. Cause you're going to need to catch up. Right. But that's going to be a thing, but that's when that's going to be at a premium. I'm just saying, all right, listen on the ninth, say the date on the ninth and nine o'clock for $9, the ninth, nine o'clock, $9, write that down. Ninth. Nine o'clock, nine dollars. Ninth, nine o'clock, nine dollars. Six conversations starting July the 9th. When you go out there, you're going to see, okay, the call. You get the call for nine dollars. You can get the call plus for $27. Look at that package. That's an awesome package. It's going to include uh, a copy of 27 Answers to Create Buzz. 
as well as additional downloads that I'm making available that we will discuss on the call, right? And then if you can, you can get the call plus plus. So you got the call, you got the call, you got the conversation, the conversation plus, and then you got the conversation plus plus the conversation plus buzz. Okay. All right, guys, listen, but you got to go to successconversation.eventbrite.com. If you are local, if you are local, I will be appearing on July the 12th. That information is in my timeline. And how do you not miss a minute of the buzz? You go and subscribe to the email list. Look down the timeline that you are on. You will see how to subscribe to our daily email. There's so much information I have flowing in this nation of entrepreneurs that we have to send out an email on the daily because when I was sending it out every week, y'all would email me back to my man. I wish I knew about, I heard about this. I wish I knew about this sooner. Now it's daily. If you're on the email list, you ain't got to check it daily. You ain't got to read it daily. But when you come to me saying, man, I wish I had known about this. I'm going to say it was in your email. It was in your email. Cause I'm going to tell you, I can post it on social media five times all day and you won't see it one. That's all up to Zuckerberg. That's all up to uh, the guy over at Twitter, the guy over at uh, 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 YouTube, all of them. I can't even remember their names. Twitter changed leadership so much. They they ain't figured out what they do. Um, but I'm just saying it's up to them. But the one thing that I have control over is the email, and that's coming to you every day. It goes out at 4 a.m. because there's no time zones and there are no borders. All right, but listen, get on the call. Success is a conversation successconversation.eventbrite.com successconversation.eventbrite.com on the 9th at nine o'clock nine dollars all right on that note do me one last one last one last favor go now to dryerbuzz.com and follow at dryerbuzz on twitter instagram and facebook it's all about the buzz yeah.